0: Welcome to The Leftovers, brought to you by the Underdog Sports Network, with Josh Dunn, Anshu Khanna, and Dan Bauer. Hello and welcome to The Leftovers. It is Monday, December 17th. I'm Josh Dunn. I am joined by a very happy Dan Bauer. Dan, how are you this Monday morning?
1: Doing well. I was really looking forward to gloating with Anchu over uh, the fantasy win, but nowhere to be found. He's gone into hiding.
0: Yeah, tough, tough break for Anchu. Congratulations to you. I know our listeners, uh, you know, are rooting hard for you to win this fantasy championship. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, a a strong season, and uh, we'll see if you can pull it off. But. We are deep in the thick of the playoff push in the NFL, and that's what our show is going to focus uh, around primarily. Uh, And let's start it out with your Saturday win for your Browns. I I must say, they're one of two teams this weekend in the NFL that garnered my respect. I I now I'm I'm not a believer in the Baker Mayfield being the goat, as you say, but I am definitely a believer in this Browns team uh, being you know, at a point now where they probably aren't going to make the playoffs, but they definitely look like a playoff team uh, since, really since Baker started, uh, but also, you know, just recently under this new regime. So I, I wanted to give you the opportunity to talk a little bit about what you saw. Obviously, Baker didn't play his best game of the year, but they were able to really stifle that Denver offense throughout this game.
1: Yeah, you mentioned, I'll just get this out of the way real quick for our listeners in terms of Brown's playoff chances, but uh, the only way that they do is the Colts and the Titans each have to lose in Week 16 and then tie uh, when they play each other in Week 17, and obviously the Browns have to win the next two. So, uh, pretty minuscule chance, especially when you're rooting for a tie, but not technically dead yet. In terms of the the Denver game, Baker didn't look great. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't his best night. He was off on some throws. I don't know if it was two difference or, or how much effect that he had, but... It was one of his less sharp games, at least I saw. Um, but in, in terms of just winning a close game, that's the thing that you really have to see out of a out of a football team if they're going to be a playoff team, especially going into next year, um, is you have to be able to win close ones. You have to be able to close games out, and it's something that the Browns really struggled with under Hugh Jackson, and something they are going the complete opposite direction with Greg Williams. So it wasn't a pretty game. Uh, it wasn't Baker's best game, but they got to win, and that's. All you can hope for uh, on the road, in the NFL, if you're going to really take the next step.
0: Yeah, it's tough. I mean, playing in Denver as well, which, you know, one of the better crowds in the league. Uh, and they were they were out in droves, but uh, they, the Browns were able to hold on. They had a big interception late. I think it was Jabril Peppers, who, you know, you guys have been kind of waiting for him to to have a big play, and he did the big play in this one, so... Uh, nice to see your Brownies get a win. Uh, They will need the Ravens to also lose out in order to make the playoffs. So there's a a tough uphill climb for them, but they – they do play my lowly Bengals, who did come off of a win here against the Raiders at home. Uh, we don't need to belabor the point that the Bengals had a bad year, but they are officially eliminated from playoff contention with the, the Steelers' loss, which we'll, or Steelers' win, which we'll get to in a little bit here. Uh, but wanted to talk a little bit about Bears-Packers. Uh, um, I'm surprised that this game was as lopsided as it was. I mean, the score doesn't show it; it was only 24 to 17 final. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers couldn't get anything going. His completion streak or his um, games without an interception streak is snapped and uh he he throws a big pick in this one and couldn't get the ball in the end zone either uh this bears uh, bears are another team that really is really earning everybody's respect now uh but were you impressed at all or or surprised at all i should say by bears winning here at home and and they seal the division as well
1: not surprised but similar to what you said uh, wasn't really expecting them to be as dominant as they were Uh, i mean obviously uh Rogers gets you know gets him into the end zone a few times, but uh, from an overall just absolute um, you know, game you have to win a division. I'm sure Chicago wraps up the division title uh, with this one, and it, I don't think any of us at the start of the year expected that this uh, NFC North to be wrapped up by Week 15. And we talked all year about just how all over the place this division was. You know, at one point it, everyone had a shot, and and now the Bears wrapped wrap it up in week 15. So credit to them uh, for doing it. Mitch Trubisky continues to impress, continues to get better week by week. Uh, Obviously the, the uh, injury of Aaron Jones hurt the the Packers a lot in this one early uh, and and weren't ever really able to get the offense going as much after that. Uh, But Rogers, you know, he needs to, he needs to get healthy. I mean, he just hasn't been healthy all year and it's shown and it's, uh, it's really just time for him to hit an offseason relax uh, and come back in 2019.
0: Yeah, and hopefully with a coach that he signs off on, because obviously that's the big question is who will be coaching these Packers next year. I uh, wanted to talk about the Baltimore Ravens. They were able to beat the Bucks this weekend in Baltimore. But the big story here, Dan, you know, Joe Flacco, is uh, his future in Baltimore is looking very grim. It sounds like the Ravens are willing to move on from him in this offseason. They said they would trade him wherever he wants to go. Uh, the question I have for you, and, and obviously the Ravens and uh, in the driver's seat for a playoff push themselves uh, where do you see joe flacco landing is he the type of guy that you could see a team giving you know a, a high a high contract to do you think he could still be a franchise quarterback for another team or do you see him as going uh, you know, into a backup situation somewhere
1: no i think this is a guy who's definitely going to be starting for somebody next year uh, you know, especially as as injuries happen in, in training camp i mean there's there's almost no way uh, that he doesn't do it so uh, I mean, depending on if Jimmy G, how long until he's fully healthy? You know, maybe he goes to the Niners and, and some sort of backup role there. Um, you know, uh, that's the Dolphins. Obviously, are gonna are, are trying to figure out their quarterback situation. Um, and I'm trying to think of if anybody else. Uh, you know, your Bengals maybe. Uh, I mean, you are no. in the division. Come on. Um, yeah, you never know. You gave me some possible landing spots, and I'm just trying to think of, of logical ones. Uh, that's logical one, the Jets. Um, so I, he's definitely going to land. Maybe even the Broncos. Uh, you know, he's he's going to land somewhere for sure.
0: I could see Denver. He's definitely not coming to Cincinnati.
1: I mean, uh, w- what's your better alternative? Hey, this draft he's, class. He's, is he's no better
0: than Dalton, though. If the Bengals are going to if the Bengals are going to move on from Dalton, it's going to be slowly, and I, I feel like they would draft somebody. I don't think this is a strong draft class, but I think it's a it's an opportunity to take somebody that you could maybe groom to be the, the quarterback of the future. I could see them taking a second or third round quarterback in this draft, but I I don't think that the Bengals would go to somebody they've been you know playing against for the last ten years or however long Flacco's been there to be their next quarterback when they they have still have the blind confidence in what Andy Dalton brings to the table. But I i def, I, I don't I don't disagree with you on the fact that he should be able to land somewhere and start somewhere. It's just I, you you rattled off a few teams that you know I could feasibly see. I just don't know like the Jets. What about, Jackson, what about
1: Jacksonville?
0: Jacksonville, I think makes a lot of sense because they've already said they're going to move on from Bortles. I could see that happening. I you know, the Jets they they draft Sam Darnold, they get he has a whole year starting under his belt. The Niners I think are stuck on Garoppolo and I think Garoppolo should be ready for next season, but I I could see I could see Jacksonville for sure. I mean, just because they've they've said that they're ready to and I think they would want somebody that's a proven veteran after, you know, giving Bortles a few years to prove himself and he wasn't able to do it. So that's one I could definitely see for sure. Or somewhere like, you know, the Giants or uh, you know, Maybe I I don't know if the if uh, the Chargers would take a shot on him, but you know the Giants maybe I think Eli only plays another year. Maybe maybe Flacco lands somewhere like that and then takes over. But but Flacco's getting up there in age too, so I don't know if that's the situation we'll find him in. But I, I think Jacksonville would be a good landing spot for him for sure. Um, yeah,
1: I mean it'll be interesting. I think uh, it's obvious he's going to land somewhere. I mean, there's just too many too many potential landing spots to not find one.
0: Yeah, I don't disagree. Um, the Dolphins get crushed by the Vikings. This was a game that the Vikings absolutely needed to win. They got a big game on the ground out of Dalvin Cook and Latavius Murray. Uh, the Dolphins still technically not eliminated from playoff contention, but uh, at 7-7 seven and seven, it seems like they should be about done. And they're coming off of the big win against the Patriots just a week ago, and I once again can't figure this Dolphins team out. Uh, I still don't think they're for real, but which they they seem to have proven in this game against Minnesota. But these are both two teams this year that have just been up and down so much, and it's hard to figure either of them out at this point.
1: Right. Uh, I mean, they have two winnable games coming up. though. They play Jacksonville and then Buff- and then Buffalo. So it's it's going to be a tough playoff road, but it's definitely an achievable one.
0: Yeah, and I I, I would if the if the Dolphins end up making the playoffs, they're going to end up playing very likely uh, either. New England, or potentially uh, I know the Steelers still have a chance to get into that 3C as well, so they, they would it, that would be one of those games that I don't think a lot of people would be really watching on, on a Saturday or Sunday opening round playoff game. Um, the other team, though, that, that really impressed me this weekend, and that I did not see this coming from was the Indianapolis Colts. They went 23 to nothing at home against the Dallas Cowboys, who have been on a bit of a tear lately. The Cowboys had an opportunity to seal up the division, and they couldn't do it. And I'm just extremely impressed with what Marlon Mack and Andrew Luck were able to do here. I saw this one going completely the opposite way, and I thought the Colts were a fraud, and they proved to me that they are up there you know, with some of the better teams in the league. And now they're in their own driver's seat for the playoff run as well. So Dan, what have you seen out of these Colts here? these last several weeks. I mean, I just, I can't believe that they're winning games like this and they're doing it in this type of fashion.
1: Yeah. They're just playing with a lot of confidence. I mean, I think that's, that's what a couple big wins, uh, you know, partway through the year. will do, uh, you know, they, they get a big win over the Titans and, you know, then they rattled off uh, against the dolphins. Um, you know they beat the Colt or the Titans in there, and uh, you know just another big win against the Cowboys. So they're getting hot just when you absolutely need to. And uh, this is going to be a dangerous team come playoff time. Uh, and I would be I'd be scared to play it. I mean this this offense is clicking on all cylinders. Uh, defensively they're starting to look better. I think this is more the Cowboys playing poorly than the Colts defense playing that well. I mean Dak just continues to look average at best. Uh, so I wouldn't put too much faith in that Colts just, team just yet uh, in terms of uh, being able to make a, a playoff run out of it. But this is a, a team, like I said, getting hot at the exact right time.
0: Yeah, and another team, much like Dallas, that had an opportunity to put their uh, division well in within their balance is uh, the Seattle Seahawks. They end up losing in overtime to the San Francisco 49ers, who have now won two big games in a row. They beat Denver and now Seattle. Seattle now sitting at 8-6, and six uh you know the big games out of chris carson and doug baldwin in this one uh, but the the seahawks just could not get it done down the stretch they could not put the ball in the end zone when it mattered most and now they're still in a position where they've got to win a game or two just to get in the playoffs uh, what do you make of this seattle team at this point in the year dan
1: uh, i mean it, it's all going to depend on which version of russell wilson you get uh, he just there's some throws that he makes uh, you know he's made the past couple weeks that Look like you know Super Bowl MVP throws, and there's other throws that look uh, like he's at, you know the guy on the other side of the ball uh, in Nick Mullins. So it just it's very it's very hot and cold, and this defense needs to you know you can't give up 26 points to the Niners. I mean that's just a, an absurd total. Uh, and a a defense that have been playing pretty well. I mean the the last two weeks they only had given up seven and 16. Um, after they gotten beat up a little bit before that uh, against the, the Panthers and the Packers and the, and the Seahawks, but um, it's a it's a team that is like I said, just it's hot and cold. Whether it's Russell Wilson, whether it's this defense, um, they just it, it seems like a team without an identity. It, it seems like a team almost without a leader, and they they need which is is silly with such a veteran team, uh, but it just it doesn't really feel like they're playing. Uh, cohesively, doesn't feel like they have that swagger um, that you should uh, if if you're as good as and talented with the, the people they have. You mentioned uh, some of their their big stars. I mean, with, with talent like that. You should be walking in the games confident that you're a strong team, so you can't be losing to teams like the Niners in that case.
0: Yeah, and their defense regressed a little bit in this game as well. I think that was starting to come together as one of their big strengths, and they just did not look good against, uh, you know, like you mentioned, Nick Mons, a quarterback who was undrafted, uh, you know, who you should really be able to shut down, and they just did not in this game. So Seahawks will live to fight another day after the loss, but uh, they still have work to do. Uh, onto what the most people pegged as the game of the week—the Steelers home against the Patriots. This was a game that, you know, obviously, as a Browns fan, you would have loved to see the Steelers lose. And Tom Brady, you know, other than. The one touchdown pass that he had, which the Steelers had a defensive breakdown or meltdown on. Uh, other than that, there, the, the Tom Brady just couldn't get things going. Uh, Jalen Samuels had a big game on the ground for the Steelers, and Ben Roethlisberger did just enough to get uh, the Steelers this win. And this was the game that uh, knocked the Bengals out of playoff contention officially, which I don't think they would have made it anyway. But but also put uh, you know the Browns in a tough spot to be able to make it as well. Well, uh, this this game was a battle of two teams who you know have been very consistent of late. Obviously, the Patriots losing that game to uh, the Dolphins a week ago, P- Pittsburgh losing to the Oakland Raiders a week ago, which is crazy to me, uh, but the Steelers get a big one here and, and really put themselves in a position, if they can win out, to, to be in control of the AFC North.
1: Yeah, you mentioned it. Heartbreaking for, for both of our teams to watch Big Ben put daggers in playoff hopes once again. Uh, a, a battle of just two aging quarterbacks that are starting to really look like they don't have the magic that they used to. Uh, you called this one credit to you, uh, on our, our show, our Friday show. You said this was going to be a classic Steelers win. Big Ben was going to find a way to do it. And that's exactly what he did. So, uh, credit where credit is due on that one. You, you know, like you said, Ben just, just does just enough to find a win in, in absolute typical Steeler fashion. Uh, this Patriots team, they, they just look like off, uh, you know, the, the throws that you expect Brady to make you know, towards the end of that game there just misses Gronk multiple times, uh, and you were just waiting for the big play that just never came from Tom Brady. Now, do I think this is re- a reflection of what it's going to be in the playoffs? No. Uh, you know, Brady with his back against the wall in the playoffs is completely different than regular season Brady, so uh, I wouldn't put too much stock in it if these teams end up playing each other again. Uh, I, I think the Patriots come out on, on the winning side in a playoff game. Uh, But at least uh, it's got to make you question yourself if you're New England of exactly what you're going to need to do to beat these guys come uh, January.
0: Yeah, I I actually think that New England is uh, at this point in the year, I just I, I think they are much worse. Than they're given credit for. And I, I think that they're, they're starting to show that. They're starting to show how they're beatable. I think Tom Brady's starting to show his age. You know, Gronk has definitely lost a step. And uh, th- there's just, they don't have the weapons that they've had in years past. Obviously, Josh Gordon's been a, a great addition for them, but, you know, he was quiet in this game as well. And that Pittsburgh secondary isn't exactly one you should be fearful of. So I'm a little surprised as to where the Patriots are at this point in the year. You know, it's very likely they won't have a bye in round one and they'll be playing on wide card Saturday or Sunday, and uh, that—that's you know a big question mark as to whether or not they can win, especially with some of the games that they've lost here of late. So I wouldn't bank on the Patriots necessarily being in the AFC Championship this year if I were a betting man. But they're still the favorite to win the AFC as far as a lot of you know sports books look. But I just—I just think they're playing their worst football right now I think that there's other teams in the AFC that look a lot better like the Chargers the Chiefs uh you know I I just I don't know if I believe in this Patriots team at this point in the year um but they are the Patriots they still have Belichick they still have Brady so they've done it before and I wouldn't be surprised if they still end up representing the afc the last game was sunday night football the eagles with a big upset against the rams the eagles keep their playoff hopes alive and it sounds like they'll stick with Foles for another week uh but Foles just look better than carson wentz has looked of late and the rams they're they're just starting to show some of their weaknesses as well they've now lost to the bears and the eagles here in recent weeks so uh what do you what do you make of the la rams right now are they showing that maybe they're not uh the the class of the nfc
1: Yeah, I mean, they're continuing to look worse and worse as the weather uh, gets worse and worse. So
0: this is a
1: team that scared a lot of people at the start of the year. I don't think anybody expected uh, the Cooper Cup injury to just make this offense look that much different. Uh, Gurley just hasn't really looked the same. Uh, I mean, when defenses can just focus even more and more on him after Cooper Cup went down, it's, it's getting tougher and tougher for him to really take over a game like he was at the start of the year. Um, I, his numbers obviously still very good, but it, just from an overall feel of watching the game, uh, he's not quite taking it over like he was before. Uh, this Eagles team with Nick Foles continues to impress, Uh, you know, the, just the, the king of coming into tough situations and going out and getting a win. So uh, credit to Foles on that one. But uh, this Rams team, they need to figure out what they're doing defensively. Uh, they continue to just get pounded on, uh, and this Eagles team is just not good enough to put up 30 points. Uh, if you're this Rams defense and you want to go win in January and February, so they need to figure it out. Uh, in terms, I don't know if it's if it's outside linebacker play, defensive end play. I mean, these guys just can't seem to stop anything uh, once it bounces outside. Obviously, they have their two studs uh, in Sue and, and uh, Darnold and, uh, and Donald in the middle, um, but outside they just can't seem to stop anybody. They're going to need to figure that out come playoff time
0: yeah the defense definitely does not look great lately but the big thing for me the big question mark for this Rams team going into the playoffs is what version of Jared Goff are we going to see and he has looked absolutely horrible these last two games and this Eagles defense extremely banged up they're secondary they're playing without any starters from their first game of the year and Jared Goff couldn't get anything going he ends up with some yards because he got a lot of them in garbage time but this, this offense, just it scares me. If, if if Todd Gurley's not playing at his absolute best, if Jared Goff isn't the best version of himself, then this Rams team could easily go down to anybody in the NFC. And that's what worries me going into the playoffs for them, is which version of Jared Goff are we going to see? Uh, and this was a home game that they really should have pulled off. They should have won this one. Uh, and the fact that they didn't and Goff played as poorly as he did, especially early in the game, uh, that's a big big red flag for me for the rams going into the playoffs so i'm interested to see if they can bounce back in week 16 um but we'll, we'll, we'll have our eyes on that one as well uh, but real quick just wanted to briefly uh preview the monday night game so we've got saints will the saints will take on um the panthers in carolina uh you know obviously the saints now have an opportunity to 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 control their destiny and to seal up that number one seed in the nfc do you think they do uh, a bit to do that here against carolina
1: yeah, I mean, this Carolina team has just struggled so much. Uh, you know, I got to watch it personally against the Browns uh, last week, and it is just a team that, you know, they've lost, was it, six straight, seven straight um, at this point? I mean, uh, they haven't met they haven't had a victory uh, against the Eagles uh, on October 21st. So um, pretty – or I'm sorry, against the Bucks uh, the week on the 4th. But, you know, this is a team that uh, – Again, just Cam Newton does not look like the same guy he did at the start of the year. I mean, they're so hot at the start. Uh, we thought they were going to you know, potentially win this division, and now they're they're not going to make the playoffs. Um, I can't imagine that they find their stride against the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I think Breeze is going to go in there. It's a six-point spread. Uh, I, I don't even think that's enough. I think this is a ten-point game.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I just I just think the Saints, it's time to make a statement, Carolina reeling as bad as they are. I just... <laughs> I think that the Saints are the better team, and I think they'll show it, um, but let's get to it, by the way, is that we'll keep the show relatively short for our listeners to get back to their Mondays, but uh, Dan, why don't you get us started?
1: Yeah, uh, we didn't really talk any baseball, so um, just real quickly, uh, Yankees signed J.A. Happ, um, so a little uh, lefty arm help uh, for them, um, so uh, that was a, a pretty rumored, logical uh, landing spot, um, so yeah. Uh, we will see J app on that Yankee squad, um, and, and just continuing to, to make that pitching staff a little better each off season.
0: Absolutely. The Yankees tend to do that every off season. I've got two quick things in the NFL. So the first one is Tyler Boyd could miss the rest of the year. This is a little zero bias for myself and on shoes teams, but Tyler Boyd could miss the Rest of the year for the Bengals, after already losing A.J. Green and Andy Dalton for the year, he would make, if they do put him on IR, I think he would make the 15th Bengal to go on IR, but uh, obviously that uh, thins out the wide receiver position. They could be starting Cody Core uh, as their number one receiver on Sunday against your Browns, Dan, which does not bode well for the Bengals' offense, as Cody Core, uh, is terrible at just about everything he does, including especially teams. what we'll see if he ends up getting the nod as the number one receiver. Also, it's rumored that Aaron Rodgers could sit out Sunday's game. Uh, looks like the Packers are knocked from playoff contention, and there was a big move in the betting line from three-and-a-half point favorites to one-and-a-half point underdogs against the Jets, so uh, a lot of people think that that could be due to Aaron Rodgers potentially sitting this weekend's game out uh, in an effort to try to get him healthy, uh, like you mentioned, Dan, for next year. So uh, We'll see. It's not- not looking good for uh, the Packers or the Bengals right now, and uh, that's just continuing. Uh, two more games left, and I think we'll be happy to call this season a wrap. Um, but, Dan, anything less that you wanted to say or add uh, before we let our listeners get back to their Monday? Uh,
1: have a great great week, everybody. Hope uh, good luck Christmas shopping. I know it's on uh, my agenda here very soon. So good luck to all those last-minute shoppers out there.
0: Likewise. For Dan Bauer, I'm Josh Dunn. This has been The Leftovers.